0: hello everyone and welcome to this week's solo episode of the Jeff Macolino podcast. hope you enjoyed Monday's episode with Stefan Satani. I laughed a lot during that interview, uh, and I don't think it was the couple glasses of whiskey I had. Um, very funny guy he has a very funny podcast um, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I actually have a, this upcoming Monday, I've got a tremendous podcast for anyone who's a fan of comedy. It's with a gentleman, uh, who owned a franchise of comedy clubs for more than two decades. Had a lot of great stories about some really, uh, well-known comedians, including uh, Robin Williams, Gary Shandling, Bob Saget. Uh, very fun discussion. Uh, really nice guy too. Uh, we're 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 a, a couple of guys who are going to be staying in touch. Um, I think I've mentioned before I've got a lot of podcast guests who are really have really been cool. Uh, I did have my first podcast guest uh stand me up. Um not sure if it was miscommunication, although I I think I confirmed it twice ahead of time. Um then I emailed you know 5 minutes after we were supposed to start and uh 45 minutes after we were supposed to start just to check and see if any anything came up, no response. Uh, I'm, you know, these things happen. It was the first time it happened to me, believe it or not. Uh, but, you know, it's fine. No bad blood on my end. I sent an email 45 minutes after we were supposed to start and I was sitting on Zoom waiting. And it <laughs> said, hey, if, if something came up, you know, still would love to talk to you in the future. So we'll see uh, where that goes. Um, but the podcast moves on so this one will be nice and short uh because I am exhausted uh <laughs> so uh I've got a uh a new thing that I want to introduce to you that I hope you will take advantage of this is fun because I would love people to I mean you can put your name on it but I would also love people to feel free to be anonymous With this, you can actually leave me a message. So you can go to a link that I put on my Twitter and on the podcast Facebook page. Uh, It is anchor.fm slash Jeff Macalino slash message. And you can go there and you can record a message that comes directly into my podcast. Uh, so I would greatly encourage you to ask me a question. It can be a stupid question. Uh, it can be a, an insightful question. Uh, you can leave a rant on there. I, I don't know if there's a time limit, but you know, don't go too long. Um, you can simply just drunk dial me and, uh, see where it goes. Uh, so I want to introduce that everyone because I think this could be fun for, for the solo episodes. If you had uh, feedback on a prior episode, again, questions, anything. It doesn't have to do with anything uh, I've, I've spoken about previously. Uh, it You know, let's have, have some fun with it because I know a lot of people who listen to the podcast, uh, you know, have jobs uh, and uh, jobs that they want to keep or uh reputations they want to keep so they don't want to put their name on it but you can absolutely you know just leave me an anonymous message uh or uh non-anonymous i don't care but obviously if you leave me a message there i assume that you are okay with me playing it on the podcast so uh i will i got my first message i'll 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 play that one for you here shortly um I feel like I owe everyone a flag football update. Uh, my team tied 6-6. Six to six. Uh, <laughs> The team we played won their second game. They won 49-8. to eight. I've never seen a team get over... I've never seen a team get to 40 points in a game in this flag football league. They scored 49. We held them to 6. James had a big-time deep ball interception, very impressive play. Uh, And and I mean that as a defensive player, not as a quarterback. He has not thrown an interception uh, this season yet. Uh, He he caught one, though, on defense. So the defense, uh, the offense uh, struggling a little bit getting things going. But the defense is rock solid despite having a bunch of tiny little kids who haven't played football before you get a good scheme in place uh (laughs) so um all right i am going to dial up the message and then we'll take a quick break and we'll go inside the notebook i'm going to do something a little different i found my oldest note in my phone which is actually kind of like a story uh of a trip I took in 2017, uh, I'll I'll touch on that later. Let's see if I can check my messages. Hey Jeff, it's Nicole, Miss Spooky as fuck who weirded you out. I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for the length of time you permitted me to talk. I am going to be putting your URL of our episode and advertising just your show in its entirety and it's chilled back laid mode. Um, And what a pleasure it was, how easy it was for you to make me talk the way that I did. And I just want to say thank you again. Bye. Hey, that was Nicole Coleman. From uh earlier episode. Thank you, Nicole, uh, for for uh spooking me out and uh leaving me a message too. I uh I appreciate it and uh she you know, now she's the first person who has left me a message for the podcast. So <laughs> uh that episode I think was Thirteen, I want to say. Um, yeah, I can't look at it while I'm recording. Apparently, so uh, we'll go with that. Um, Nicole Coleman, the uh, Hayoka Empath, um, was a was an interesting uh, interview, I will say. <laughs> so let's take a real quick break, and then we're gonna do it inside the notebook. Which is going to be easy for me because it's basically me just reading a story that I partially wrote from back in 2017 of a trip I took to Buffalo. Alright, so I'm going to read this mostly from the notes that I have, uh, and I'll editorialize a little bit. Um, I don't know that this story is in, even entertaining, but I, I wrote this down in 2017, which shows you how far back it's been that I've kind of been thinking I can find some funny bits and pieces of my life, so... What I tried to do was kind of write down the whole trip that I took. This was the first trip I've taken by myself out of town in my entire life. I was going to be a groomsman at a wedding. Uh, And I'm going to uh, leave the names out of it. I'm just going to say groom, bride, person one, two, three, blah, blah, blah. Um, Just in case they don't want me... Talking about them, um, but all of these people are awesome people. <laughs> so uh, that that's not why I'm I'm leaving their names out. Um, and the trip was great, but it was my first time actually. Gosh, what was uh, I was thirty at this point, so first time I had gone out of town as an adult by myself. I was going to meet people. But it was the first time I traveled by plane. It's still the only time I've traveled by plane without uh, uh, other people with me, I think. Uh, I I, I haven't traveled that much by plane. <laughs> so I haven't traveled that much, period, to be quite honest. So uh, let's just get into it here. So I wrote this July 17th, 2017. I wrote this... On a tiny little plane, I was just jotting away with my thumbs on my phone, um, this is the, uh, the phone's notebook, not an actual paper notebook, uh, I, this was a flight that I got into, uh, on standby from Buffalo to D.C., uh, in, gosh, and I ended up from D.C. to Tampa, it was like 2 a.m. when I landed, so... This was a long day for me that I didn't even get to write about because the flight to Buffalo to DC is not that long when you're typing uh, on a on an old iPhone. So Uh, okay, so this trip to Buffalo had major ups and major downs. The flight was smooth enough. Arrived around two thirty. Uber to the hotel for check in. I showered and settled in. Thursday was a journey. The groom took me to a liquor store and I started pounding back Canadian Club and ginger ales at his house. I think I had two slices of two small slices of pizza. When the most of the groomsmen arrived, we went to try on tuxedos. I was drunk already. I wasn't the only one who stumbled out of the dressing room with my pants around my knees though. Even when they tightened them all the way, they were too loose, but the employee said they were fine. More on that later. About this time, I realized I was going to black out. (laughs) I tried to see if any groomsman had a Buffalo connection for cocaine. Groom's brother sent a text, but it was a no-go. We went back to groom's and had another couple, and the rest is fuzzy at best. I do remember being out at a bar. That's about it. The bad stories of my behavior would come the following day. I don't remember getting back to my Motel 6. I woke up to banging on my door. A male housekeeper at 9.55 with a loud knock. To make things better, it took about seven times me shouting, go away, before he opened the door and heard me. I walked a Cracker Barrel, which was about 750 feet away from my hotel, after cleaning myself up, and ate breakfast. So I'll editorialize here. I was shocked that there was a Cracker Barrel in Buffalo, New York. I thought that was only a southern chain. Uh, But I stayed at my Motel 6, and I walked to my Cracker Barrel. Real adventurous travel. Okay. Anyways, back to reading. (laughs) The The server there was very attractive. Unfortunately, I didn't think... My hotel room is only a few football fields away, was a great pickup line, so I said nothing. Not that anything besides maybe sex comes from it, but still regret not being able to think of something to say. Oh, look at me. (laughs) Groom picked me up after I walked across the street and looked through an American Monument Park, for lack of a better term. It's very well done by a man who owns a lot of things around Buffalo, Russell Salvatore. I uh, had some American pride songs playing in tributes to nine eleven, World War II, and a few other things. Okay. When the groom ride arrived, I rode Bitch between Person 1, who I'd met years ago and still lives around me, um, and was born in Canada originally. On the other side, so Sitting Bitch, by the way, is sitting middle in the back seat. On the other side was Person 2, a black guy who was high school friends with Groon, and I'll leave out where he works. Uh, from there, we drove to Niagara Falls, crossing the border into Canada. The first time I've gone to Canada. We joked about Canada and were trying to research what a female moose was called. When we pulled up to the border, a short, bald man—I I wrote a short, bald fella—I'm sorry— named Biloff awaited us. He immediately snapped at person one to put his phone away. Everyone's asshole puckered, even though I was the only one who didn't realize that your phone had to be out of sight when crossing the border to Canada. He glared and asked a million questions before finally waving us through. We stopped at a brewery in Niagara Falls, and that was it. I broke my rule of not leaving the crowd because I wanted to snap at least one photo of the falls. They were nice, but didn't give me any special feelings. As Person 1's wife said, it's just water. I bought a few souvenirs, and we packed back into the car. I bought a Canadian jester hat for 99 Canadian cents that I wore throughout the rehearsal dinner and parts of the wedding reception. And photos, with bride's approval, of course. When we stopped at groom's house to get bride and their kids to go to the rehearsal dinner is when bride revealed my behavior the night before. I basically had a heat-seeking missile in my pants. My finest moment was putting my head on her sister's shoulders and slurring out, You're fucking beautiful side note she was not editorial note i don't remember what she looks like at all <laughs> the rehearsal dinner was at a was at the vfw in buffalo so drinks were, were affordable and person 1 and person 2 and i kept drinking throughout the gay bartender joe his name doesn't need to be redacted uh Took a liking to us and hooked me up with a drink in a much bigger cup. I I don't know why I wrote this, but the dinner was at Scott's where I had a couple roast beef sandwiches. I'm not sure why I'm so obsessed with what I ate throughout this goddamn plane ride where I'm typing this out. Okay, back to the story. This night I stayed conscious, conscious. Groom drove me to my motel after hours of drinking and chatting with all of the people I've mentioned. I avoided the bride's sister for the most part until the end of the night and didn't really talk about the night before. Groom drove me back to my motel at 1.45. I then realized I couldn't get into my room. I worried about being more drunk than I thought and forgetting my room number. Thankfully... I was sober enough to go to the lobby where I found that they simply needed to reactivate my key. I got back to my room and frantically tried to find any way to get food delivered. I could not. Luckily, I poured myself a drink and passed out. <laughs> there was no Uber Eats up there in Buffalo back then. Uh, and and the flight started to get low, so some of these things become bullet points now, which is disappointing. And I don't remember all of this all that well, but I'll keep reading the rest. Saturday, I met with the groom and the wedding officiant at Cracker Barrel. Unfortunately, we didn't get the same server I had the day before. I got a meal so large, I couldn't finish it. I started drinking at 11 a.m. At the groom's, we all proceeded to put on our tuxedos. Unfortunately, myself, the groom, and his brother could barely keep our pants up. This was a theme all night. We went to a park for wedding party photos before the ceremony. We were only able to get one drink in before uh, person one, person two, and I had to start our jobs as ushers. Ceremony was very nice and short. I think it was less than five minutes. Uh, And then I started putting notes in here that I don't remember. Uh, Safety pin is one, and that was funny. So this is editorializing. Safety pin, I do remember this. My pants were falling down so aggressively that I went to the bar and said, does anyone have a safety pin? And they pull out one of those old, gigantic baby diaper safety pins, like with the yellow... uh, Top and bottom to it. I I don't know how to describe it other than that. Uh, And I couldn't actually get the leverage to get it through the tuxedo pants myself. So the gay bartender had to take me into the bathroom. This sounds worse than what it is. And I had to like bend over onto the sink so he could jam it through the pants. And then buckle it. (laughs) <laughs> and they would stay up except for I was drinking copious amounts of alcohol so every time I unzip my pants I don't know the, the dynamics here but I'm sure there's a physics reason engineering reason for it every time I unzip my pants the safety pin exploded out of me so so every time I had to pee I had to go get the bartender to come and bend me over the sink and <laughs> shove the safety pin back into my pants to uh, make sure they were not literally slipping down to my knees as I just walked around. Um, So, there's also a bullet point that says Cousin Kim. I wish I knew what the hell that meant. I know it's not my cousin. Not sure what happened with this Cousin Kim. Uh, And then I've only got a a partial note uh which is fun enough uh and then unfortunately some of the best parts of the story including well let me read the rest uh so we all went to a bar that night that we were apparently a Thursday night person two and i spotted a very attractive younger lady with two older women I think the older women started the conversation by asking the two of us if we wanted to join them to smoke pot in the parking lot. She explained her niece was 21, and she wanted her to experience life. Person two couldn't because of his job, so I went to the parking lot in a car and had a few smokes with the aunt and the niece. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'll edit that part out, blah, blah, blah... Oh, and then I had a, a, a an encounter with a, a cop at the bar. That was weird. Uh, I'll skip that part as well because things are, you know, dicey with that. So, anywho. Uh, leaves out some of the best parts of that trip. And the only really bad part of a trip was the flight out was was treacherous for me. So... I don't know. There's a the there's a there's a few things probably that uh little snippets in there that I could probably use for material. Uh I think more so is uh not stand-up material but you know, movies and TV, just some weird circumstances people get themselves in. Uh So, hey, it's good when you write shit down like that. And uh, I was on a plane that was a a little puddle jumper that, you know, didn't have TVs or anything to play on. So, no Wi-Fi or anything like that. So, the only thing I could do to keep my attention away from the turbulence was to go ahead and write that. I do remember that. Uh, And I was lucky to even get on that plane and not have to stay in Buffalo by myself for two more days. So, anyways, that's a different Inside the Notebook this week. Uh I think I'll wrap this thing up. Uh I don't know if it was any good. I enjoyed reading my writing. Uh I probably should have read it before I started recording, but I think it's better this way. To just kind of go uh based on <laughs> just kind of just kind of go with it and see see where it uh what it says. So, hey, please leave me a message. Uh, I'll put the message link in the show notes. Um, Email me, tweet me. You all know that stuff. Facebook message. Uh, Subscribe, share. If you have an iPhone, go to the the podcast app. Podcasts. And then you go down at the bottom of my page. Go all the way to the bottom. And there's a thing where you can rate. You can write a review if you'd like to. I've only got a couple of people who have written reviews. I don't know either of them, but I think one is Larry Sprung's wife. <laughs> You'll probably be able to pick that one out. Uh, but at the very least, you can click the five-star rating. Those things help a lot, so do it. And tell a friend to listen. Tell a friend to leave me a drunk message, even if I don't know the friend. You know, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun, people. All right, that'll wrap it up. Peace.